I got three words for you, Huskers fans. Beat the Badgers. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Derek Pierce from your DP. 93.7 Ticket, Lincoln, America, home of the fighting Huskers of the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. I want to thank you folks for making uh, Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red, your first stop, watch, listen, and share each and every single day here on the Lockdown Sports Network. I want to thank folks from Bet Online uh, for allowing us to do what we do the best of props, odds, uh, and, and lines uh, as you head into your game watches. It's where the game begins. Go find your numbers. It makes it a little more enter- entertaining. Of course, the number that folks have talked about here 10 and a half. Uh, that number has wavered from 13 and a half. Uh, to 10, 10 and a half is kind of where we land. You can go on, you, you think about, okay, with Casey Thompson playing, how does that affect the final score? Is Casey Thompson worth three three points? Is he worth more than that uh, to the Huskers? Um, any Husker fans will probably tell you Casey Thompson's worth more than a field goal uh, to this Huskers offense. But that's a thing that you can sit and entertain yourself with if you jump over to bet online. I want to thank you folks for you know, hanging out with us each and every uh, day. Uh, the subscribers are good. We're going to ask you, if you're watching this right now, take a moment. I'm okay if you even pause it, but get over there, subscribe to it so you get it. We need Husker-type numbers uh, in the subscribe section, uh, not just fan base. We appreciate you folks for doing what you do. We're going to take you through uh, the journey that is on a Saturday in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, it is going to be cold it's going to be a, a, a very cold day uh 25 at kickoff uh that should move up a little bit before the game uh, uh, uh after once the game starts but before the game when they warm up it'll be around 22 degrees 20 25 26 at kickoff and then it's going to be even for for, for big 10 football in the midwest that's cold that's cold uh, it'll affect quarterbacks' hands. It'll affect receivers' hands. It'll affect running backs' hands. Uh, it'll affect uh, running backs being hit by by linebackers. You know, getting a face mask on the ball uh, is going to be kind of respond a little different. Uh, if you're running short routes, um, it's going to affect you. Are you catching with the hands? Are you catching with the body? Uh, depends on how you know, what type of routes you're going to run. And for Nebraska and Wisconsin, both of them like the early hitch game. They like this, this, the, the wide receiver screen game. They want to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, get it to the receiver. Uh, he's got a little body behind him if it's thrown well. Uh, if, if, if it's thrown off a little bit, then tip drills in effect, and you can fully expect that that's going to come into play. There will be opportunities on tipped passes uh, tomorrow at uh, Memorial Stadium. And as you prepare for this game, um, there's some things that, as as I as I started to picture what this is going to be like, uh, there is a weird anticipation here in Lincoln from the fan base because a third of the fan base fully expects Nebraska to find answers with Casey Thompson back under center and for the first time in nine meetings beat Wisconsin. That's that's the temperature of the room. A third of this of this fan base fully believes 
And you can tell me in the comments whether you agree where you stand on this thing. But a third of the fan base believes this is an opportunity with a five and five Wisconsin team that's not that just comes uh, it's coming off uh, a two score loss to Iowa. That this is an opportunity for Mickey Joseph and this Husker program to get a win against a team that they haven't had much success uh, with, against in recent years. A third of the fan base is sitting there firmly believing that Nebraska will find a way to give this game away. They're going to, you know, it, it, it's going to be false starts and holding penalties, uh, defensive uh, pass interference calls when, when, when they aren't necessary. They fully expect things to go absolutely the wrong way and that Nebraska will find a way uh, to, to lose a game that they could win. And then there's the middle third of the, of the fan base who's going to show up at Memorial Stadium. They're going to bundle up. Uh, they're going to look for an opportunity to use those hands and to stand and jump uh, to warm themselves up. They're going to wait for something really good to happen. They want to set Memorial Stadium on fire. They want to be loud. They want to be proud. They want to see the seniors walk off with a win. But they're not sure about that happening. They won't be surprised if Nebraska wins or Nebraska loses. They are fully set in the middle waiting to see what's going to happen. What Nebraska doesn't want to happen is for that middle third to find a reason to sit on their hands to keep them warm and to not be loud and to start to doubt and to start to question when that other thing, when the shoe's going to drop, when that other thing's going to happen. Nebraska has the opportunity, again, with Casey Thompson back, uh, that actually gives you a quick strike strike offense that's been missing uh, for, for, for 10 of the last you know 12 quarters. Uh, against a Wisconsin defense and secondary that if 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 Casey Thompson has time to let the long developing uh, routes or slow developing route route combinations to develop, he can get the ball downfield. Now remember you know the, the sensation in that hand is not everything that it, it should be. And on a cold day we don't know how the ball is going to come off uh, off off the hand of Casey Thompson. But we're going to hope. Again, there's a third that believes Casey's going to be fine. A third that believes, yeah, <laughs> we'll find a way. And the other third is going to sit back, holding their breath, waiting to exhale, hoping that Casey Thompson can find uh, Trey Palmer as he had done several times throughout the season, that he can find Marcus Washington in space, that he can find Chancellor Brewington and, and Travis Vokalik, that he can throw out of the backfield, which – is the a viable option in this thing. And I did want to spend time focusing on it. That Casey Thompson throwing out of the backfield to Anthony Grant and Ramir Johnson is a way for them to protect him, to keep the pass rush uh, modified and humble, right? Quick, quick routes where linebackers have to drop in the coverage instead of being able to get vertical up against, against Casey Thompson and get into his passing lane. That's the best way to slow down that pass rush is to throw quickly and to throw behind them. What you're going to see, and I, maybe I shouldn't be giving this away, but what you're going to see is Anthony Grant rolling out. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll chip whatever pressure's coming, and then he'll just simply fall to the flat to the same side that Travis Vokalek rubs the linebacker and gets behind the linebacker and sits in front of the safety. 
pay attention to it. And but and and the outer third to that is Trey Palmer getting vertical and taking a cornerback out of that coverage area. And that puts Anthony Grant, Ramirez Johnson on a one-on-one against a linebacker that has to chase them to the outer third. Or if the linebacker gets outside and sits with, with the running back, vocal like sitting all six foot eight of him sitting in front of a window in front of Casey Thompson uh, behind the linebackers and in front of the safeties. And that's, um, those are easy throws for Casey Thompson. And then every now and then after you run that we'll pump fake it and let Trey Palmer get vertical and we'll take our shots. Lots to talk about in this thing. It's going to be a cold day. Uh, we'll throw it to break. We'll talk about Graham Mertz and Braylon Allen and what they want to do on their side of the offensive uh, offensive scale uh, in this game at Memorial Stadium. We'll talk about that next here on Locked Up. Welcome back, everybody. DP, uh, Derek Pearson. 93.7 the ticket FM in Lincoln. If you're looking, you can, you know, you can you can track that as well. We want to thank you folks for joining us once again uh here on Lockdown Huskers. Thank the folks from Bet Online uh for what they allow fans to do as far as entertainment and how the game watch happens. It's where the game begins, but putting those numbers and having uh the odds in front of you lets you know what the experts, the people who are really good at this stuff tell you what they think is going to happen. You get to voice your opinion uh, and tell them right or wrong. Let, let them know how you lean. Um, I, I'm not sure what the fan base feels about 10, 10 and a half point. Let me know in the comments. Please do. And again, subscribe. Like, Let's get this content so you get it. You get the alerts as well uh, so you don't have to worry about uh, looking for this content each and every single day. It should be the first stop. Uh, it should be your first watch and your first listen. I'll say that again. It should be your first watch and your first listen. That's just me. Uh, the other side of the ball for the for the, for the Badgers, um, there's veteran leadership in play. Graham Mertz has been through – he's been through the gauntlet. Right? Highly regarded uh, in, in his recruiting days. Uh his ability to make NFL-level throws. You, you can't question whether he can make the tough throws. Throwing the long out, he he has the arm strength. Uh, he's got the footwork for it. He's really good on the deep ball down the middle. Um, exceptional touch uh, in space. But as good as he can be, he can be just as weird on the other side, especially when there's pressure directly in front of him. Pressure up the middle, pressure in his face, dirtying up those passing lanes that he wants to throw through, making him change his release point. He doesn't like it when you force him to kind of go sidearm. It changes his footwork. It changes his hip placement. Make it difficult for him to step up in the pocket. He wants to be able to step up. He wants to be able to, to, to step through the gaps and go get those plus yardage with his feet. But if you maintain and contain, and this is big for, for Wynn and Drew and Robinson and, and, and Colton Feast, they have to get their eyes to the quarterback. They have to be able to see Graham Mertz. You cannot get caught up in the joust. You cannot get, get caught up in the hand play. You can't get caught up in the patty cake and trying to get your hands in the right place. You have to be in your lane. And you have to be aware of when Graham Mertz plants that back foot. 
because once he plants it, his eyes lock in to where he wants to go. He wants to be able to step up into the pocket. He wants to be able to ride the wave. And then he wants to be able to, in full, get his full release and his motion in, in, into that window. But if the tackles stay home, the, the coaching adage is, don't go looking for, for work. Work's coming. Don't go looking for business. Business is coming. That means don't go belly to belly with these long arms, six foot seven, six foot eight offensive linemen from Wisconsin. Don't do it. Be quick with the hands, get them into the breastplate, and then gap control. And if you can't get home, if you can't get to Mertz, then get the paws up into that space. Get the big paws up in that space and make it difficult for him to throw free and clean through those windows. The same thing applies in the run game. Those that get off first, low man wins. If you see Nebraska's hats up as, as high as, as, as Wisconsin's offensive linemen, it's a bad day for Nebraska defensively. Low man wins. That's why it is a constant in, in football. Coaches at every level will preach this thing. Don't play with your hat high. You can't do it. Not against guys who are six foot seven, six eight, because their arms are longer than yours. Their legs are longer than yours. They'll be able to control you. If a thirty, if if, if a thirty-eight inch reach goes against a thirty-six inch reach, guess whose hands get there first? So then you've got to be violent in how you attack that, and then you've got to be violent in controlling your lane. Sometimes it's a matter of pushing folks into, look, Braylon Allen doesn't need much room. But what you have to, what the front, what the front group for Nebraska has to allow is for this, for Luke Reimers and Ernest Hausman and Chris Kalarvik and Malga Clements to be able to fill gaps and then finish plays. And they can't do it with dirty, muddy traffic in front of them. The best defensive plays that Nebraska made last week uh, against Michigan was linebackers stepping through, clean on the play, putting hats and shoulders uh, to the runner, and then getting them to the ground. And you'll know that Nebraska is having a good day if Braylon Allen is being put on his back rather than finishing on his elbows. Pay attention to that, because if he's on his elbows, he's getting plus yardage after contact. And that would be a death blow to Nebraska's defense uh, against Wisconsin. They have got to attack Braylon Allen. And they have to do it in large numbers. I don't want to see Houseman one-on-one with Braylon Allen. I don't want to see Luke Reimers one-on-one with Braylon Allen. I don't want to see it. What you want to see is a gang of Huskers, a sea of red. You want them to chat uh, to, to attack in numbers. That's how you slow down Braylon. You're not going to stop him. But let's make him earn the work. It can't be one-on-one where Reimers is trying to, at you know, at, at 220, 23 pounds or whatever he's going to weigh at, at, at kickoff tomorrow, trying to take on Braylon Allen, who has a head of steam and the legs of, 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 of tree trunks. You don't want him out there on the corner against cornerbacks by themselves. And the importance of O'Shawn Mathis, Caleb Tanner, and, and Garrett Nelson tomorrow in setting the boundary and setting an official 
full edge. It is important. It is vital for them to not get out of their lanes. Look, I know that Garrett Nelson loves getting upfield, and he's great in, 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 in trying to put pressure on a quarterback that way. But he has to, one, force Mertz to step into Drew and Wynn and Robinson <laughs> and, and, and Feast. But you can't leave a lane for them to step up, go take off, get six yards, move the chain, and then you have to start all over again. They've got to stay on edge, and they've got to set strong boundaries. There's a way to stop this Wisconsin offense. Iowa gave you the playbook. I hope the Huskers were paying attention. I hope they're paying attention. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll close out and give keys to the game. How can Nebraska beat Wisconsin? We'll give you that next here on Lockdown Huskers. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for coming back. DP here, Locked on Huskers, Locked on Go Big Red here on the Locked on Sports Network. And again, the folks from Bet Online for allowing us to do what we do in each and every single week. The folks have, have deemed it a, a, a 27 and a half point difference between Ohio State and Maryland, 19 and a half difference between Penn State and Rutgers. It'll be a busy, busy day in the Big Ten. Jump to bet online. Go check it out. Uh, all the props, all the news, all the odds uh, that you can, you can stand, all the things that you want to bet within the game because it's where the game begins. To close it out, I, I, I want to give some, some things that I'm going to be looking for. One, turnovers. It is a staple in Big Ten football to be able to determine outcomes of games by the number of possessions that do not end in a kick. Possessions, Nebraska has to be full and focused in possessions ending in a kick, either a punt or, or a field goal or an extra point. Nebraska cannot waste its offensive possessions uh, against Wisconsin. Wisconsin wants to wait. They're patient defensively. They want to wait until you make a mistake. Will Nebraska be patient enough to trust their offensive line to get a run game going? Can they be consistent in the numbers? Listen, when Nebraska when Grant rushes for 125 yards, Nebraska has a better chance to win. Plus, plus 35 in carries. And I don't mean Casey Thompson pulling him down. Look, Casey Thompson is going to have to get four first downs tomorrow with his feet. I don't need 16-yard runs from Casey Thompson. We need six to move the chains. But 35-plus rushes from this purposeful rushes against this Wisconsin defense requires patience. It requires execution. It requires some grit and some toughness. Can Nebraska's offensive line simply will themselves into having the type of game that takes some of the pressure off Casey Thompson and his, his return to this uh, to, to quarterbacking and allowing Anthony Grant, Ramir Johnson, whoever totes the mail for Nebraska, to be able to, 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 to manage the game and then take control of the game. Wasteful penalties, uh, false starts, holding penalties, uh, those things cannot listen. This team, quite frankly, is not good enough to win games while giving away blocks of five and ten yards. Discipline is required. Patience is required. Finally, I want to say this. 
The return of Casey Thompson allows this team to change how they play and how they attack. The Trey Palmer that we saw early in the season hopefully makes a return with the return of Casey Thompson and that we get uh, two or three big explosive plays in the passing game, uh, whether it's for Marcus Washington, Trey Palmer, or Travis Wilkley. Those are going to be required for Nebraska to have offensive success against Wisconsin. There's opportunities. It's another opportunity for this for this program, for this team, for this coaching staff, and this roster. But almost as important, it's an opportunity for this fan base to once again remember why they love this program so much. It would be a great finish to this home season by sending the seniors away with a victory over the Badgers. And in doing so, we will all get to chant those three words that we love so much. Go Big Red.